You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Talking League, brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. So it's the Sunday with the Kiwi show tonight, being Sunday. And we've got a special guest, uh, Brenton, who is not a Kiwi. Brenton, how's it going? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Good to be on the show. Cheers, man. It's good to have you. I'm, I'm good. It's just turned wet in Taranaki, so not too good. And Rich, I hear you've got something to say. Yeah, prepared a statement. <laughs> IJ Warrior, over the past few weeks, I have made some inflammatory comments regarding red-headed people. I now realise that they are people with feelings, and I regret what I have said. To show that I'm truly repentant, I selected Corey Horsburgh. Let's go. Team Fanta Pants. <laughs> so, yeah. I no longer will, uh, yeah, to be fair, I thought he'd shaved his head off, and then uh, I noticed he let it grow back. So, yeah, I'm all about board, uh, Team Fanta Pants now, so. That is that's very good that's to hear, it. Rich. Yeah. The discrimination will stop. Um, it'll be lessened. <laughs> Drops <laughs> a bad score or two. Watch out, red-headed people. I'm telling you, because uh, he's representing you all. Uh, so as long as he goes good, I'm going to have a high love factor for redheads. But uh, as soon as he goes bad, watch out. If South Park didn't do them bad enough, Jay Warrior will. Uh, so tonight we've got our studs and duds, and we'll, we'll answer a few questions in the in the comments. Uh, but, but before we get into the studs as I stutter. Uh, just a quick word from the sponsors. So James, Australia's first AI investing application for shares and ETFs. Learn more at jamesapp.com. So that's J-A-A-I-M-S app.com. In the coming weeks, we have eight tickets to a fully catered event at a Roosters vs Storm Round 20 game to give away courtesy of James. So stay in touch with the socials to win and come join TK, Andy, Corby. And I don't believe Pat is going now. Nah, Pat's going, Corby's out. Corby's out, Pat is going. And so there's been a few lucky winners and the comp runs for about two more weeks. So make sure you look out for that and got to be in it to win it. Uh, so we'll start off with studs and we'll start off with you, Rich. You had the Prince of Penrose. Yeah, SJ, what a performance. Uh, I thought that I'd, I was living in a time machine because that was vintage SJ. He was just controlling the game, ran for 127 metres, and that's really, um, yeah, when SJ runs for over 100 metres, I promise you we're winning every every time. Uh, and then his tackling was on form. 
uh, five tackle busts and of course those two glorious tries to lead us to victory and also lead himself to probably six points for the Dally M, which will put him up near the uh, top of the leaderboard, which is going to be, um, yeah, just road to redemption as he wins the Dally M this year. <laughs> he's had some good games this year, but that was, I reckon, in that second half, that was the best he's played all year. Yeah, he was stung, I think, a little bit by some of the um, antics at Napier and the fact that he was a bit quiet in that game. And I think he realised that in those moments, it's hit him to step up. And I even thought Mick, oh, we'll talk about it later in the Warriors, so I won't go on about how other players affected him. But just fantasy-wise, 95, um, best score of the round. And I know um, if you don't own him now, there should be a little bit of money uh, to buy them if you're a Cleary owner. <laughs> there will be. Uh, Brenton, so you had big Johnny Bateman. Yeah, Johnny Bateman, he was um, he was the contention of a lot of um, talk on who they should bring in on the edge for the 16 and 19 round players, uh, being between obviously him, IPAP and Nakora. Um, but God, he was good. Um, I feel like he's found a real home at that middle and edge position, um, playing a bit of that hybrid role. So he's getting a few of those base stats in the middle. Um, his base stats were amazing. 46 tackles for only two misses, and he got 150 metres in running. So 57 in base alone. He had the attacking stats. He had a try, line break, tackle bus, offloads, turnover tackle, did everything. Um, I think you've got yourself your dominant edge player for those remaining two major buy rounds. Yeah, I, I picked him up too, and I was I tossed up between him and uh, Papali'i all, all week. And I was very glad that I chose Bateman. I only went Bateman because it was slightly cheaper. So if I had to make any other trades during the weekend, it wasn't it wasn't going to stuff me up so bad. So yeah, uh, my, my, my wife brought him in as well. Um, so that was one good trade she made. But I'm going to be um, ridiculing her team a little bit later in the duds. <laughs> no. uh, at least it's, at least it's not like uh, Jakey Olive who lives off the glory of his missus uh, team. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jakey. Uh, so I went, I went Jakey Turpin this week, actually. Um, so he got 54 in 62 minutes, which I was very happy with. He played very well, I thought, in the absence of the cheese. Uh, so he had 50 tackles, one tackle break. And he had one miss in those 50 tackles. Uh, so in 50 tackles in 62 minutes is a lot of tackles. Um, it was also basically his score was basically all base at, with his 47 kick metres and 10 run metres. Uh, so he was a good little cheapie that I've bought in. I only bought him in for hooker cover as uh, JMK was a late scratching versus the Mighty Warriors, and I wasn't actually confident it was going to come off. I thought I was going to have to live with like a 30 at hooker, and it paid off, so I am not unhappy. Uh, but before we get into duds, we will answer a few questions. But before we answer a few questions... We'll have another word from the sponsors. So create, coach, compete in fantasy footy for free with Game Day Squad. It's your skill, your squad, your fantasy. So play now. Open free new player packs each week and build your ultimate squad. It's fun, it's free, it's easy. Compete and play now for free at gamedaysquad.com.au or download the app. You play Game Day Squad, Brendan? I haven't yet, hey. I am... Um... I felt like because uh, I did so, I did pretty well in fantasy last year, and I've really invested some time this year. Um, and I have started quite well. 
Um, so this has taken up a lot of my focus, but I do plan on doing it next year. Yeah, it's fun to play. I don't, I don't know yeah. if Rich plays it, but Kyle, everyone knows Kyle spends all his pocket money on it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll get into some question, boys. Uh, so a lot of the comments in the in the little chat box are about the, about Cleary. Do we do we gonna? And Rich has had his <laughs> Rich has had a boomer moment there. <laughs> I was actually I was trying to queue up the last post because uh, everyone's got questions about Cleary, so I thought maybe we'll just have a minute silence for Cleary as he's um yeah done his hammy. So Kyle, Kyle Taylor has asked how many people captain Cleary this week. You you're normally up to date on this stuff, Rich. Uh, you've got the stats on how many captains Cleary? No, that's oh, hey, I'm not the stats normally, guy. Oh, I thought you normally put out something yeah. that. Oh, I do. I normally do it just manually at the end of the week, but it was fifteen percent of people captain in, in active teams this week. So I don't know what that means. That can't be right, can it? Yeah, no. I think it was about twenty percent. Uh, the one on footy stats is at the end of round thirteen, um, oh, but I think I think there was a stat that came out that about twenty percent of teams did. But I think Brenton's got the answer that he wants. I think Brenton was telling us. Uh, this is why he's got no time because he went through the top ten teams and seven of them were running Cleary. Yeah. Uh, what are, uh, before I before I go into this next question, what what do you think? What do you think the implications of Cleary's hammy are? He's obviously going to be sitting out for a few weeks. Yeah, I think he's going to be a sell. Uh, I know that the commentators were saying that Panthers were hoping that it was going to be a low-grade hammy. Mate, he couldn't walk. So I, I can't see it being anything less than a three- to six-week injury. And if that's the case, that's a sell for any player, let alone a million dollars. So I think he's going to be the most traded-out player next week. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think um, Penrith, hoping that it be a low-grade tier, I was also hoping that, Father Christmas was real for many years, and he wasn't. So I think it's about the same odds. Uh, he's going to be out. You know, you're not going to get him scoring fantasy points for four weeks. So uh, I would say his plan would be to try and be back for Origin three. Uh, but yeah, he's a definite sell. There's just too much money, and it can be spread around pretty nicely. So I'm sure. Uh, yeah, but then the problem is, can you get him back? I guess there's also going to be uh, implications with someone for Origin as well. Uh, whoever takes that halfback spot, you would imagine it has to be Hines, but Freddie doesn't sort of have a brain that works like everyone else's, so it may not be as well. Hopefully it's Moses. Um, but no, nah, it's probably Hines. The funny thing about Which, it was watching Hines on the, this weekend he almost looked like he was playing himself out of the team because he wasn't really showing game-breaker uh, moments. And I think when you're coming off the bench, like that's what they needed on on uh, Wednesday was they needed someone just to break open the game. And I think they might have gone for someone more explosive. Um, so I was thinking, well, they didn't get a lot of value out of him. And they might have been looking either just to go back to Burton or something for that bench role uh, where he could launch a torp or something like that. So, um, but I think he's first cab off the rank. He'll get he'll get the keys at number seven. You would imagine so. There's a, there's probably a few form New South Wales uh, eligible 
halves at the moment, isn't there? So you've got Reynolds, you've got Cody Walker, he's probably not going to come into a halfback position there. Um, you've got Moses. 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 There's, there's a few different options. But you'd imagine, yeah, you'd imagine Hines comes in, which probably doesn't impact fantasy too much, as everyone would expect him to be in the squad somewhere anyway. But uh, if we get any more news on the Cleary injury, we'll we'll be sure to let everyone know. Uh, Mark Roberts, would you be looking at running both Bateman and Asaya Papali'i if you can afford them? Brenton, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, potentially not for me. Um, yeah, because you're also going to presume that you're running someone like a Jareem Buller um, and then maybe someone from the Sharks or someone from the Dogs. Your round 17 is just going to get so thin. Um, so I would be choosing the one that you think has the most upside and the best average from the year uh, going on forward um, and taking the one of them. Yeah, nice. Here's a question from Dom. Uh, Dom Griffin, I have Cleary, Hines, and SJ, but only five trades left during the club. So I either hold Cleary through <laughs> Audrey period or sell him and upgrade to some premium guns I don't, uh, uh, don't own, i.e. JDB, Yo, Fafida, Cook. Jay Warrior, what are your thoughts here? He looks like he's pretty well covered in the halves. <clears throat> a lot of those guns that he's talking about, are, well, two of them are playing Origin. Cook's in the mix and not really scoring great. So the longer you wait, the more you'll save. JDB's having a bit of a stinker tonight. So, um, yeah, it's a tough one. With only five trades, you've got to be starting to make really good decisions. Yeah, I'd... I might just wait for team lists and make a decision then. But, yeah, with five trades, you're in a predicament. Yeah. Because yeah, you almost don't want to bring in another Origin player uh, at, right right now. It's the worst time for an injury to happen. Only game one of Origin's been. You probably don't want to bring in another Origin player, at this like a guaranteed Origin player at this point, because they are going to miss more games. So you probably want someone that's a possibly a Kiwi or just a, a gun fantasy player that's not going to get picked for origin. Yeah, there's not many of those going around, though, especially that play in those major buy rounds, and that's where we're all sort of struggling. And I, I, can, I can already tell I've made mistakes because I've just panicked and bought players that really aren't helping my team long term. So I'm just trying to... Um, fill gaps and that's hasn't not working out so good yeah i'm with you there i, th I thought i was pretty sus with my trades but little things keep popping up so this is an interesting question it's, it's not a origin question uh, it's not a fantasy question it's more of an origin question if clearly out of game two does that mean luai doesn't get picked because this probably does have fantasy implications also uh because wasn't he picked on combinations because it would be quite weird to see a Heinz Lua combination where they probably play quite, probably pretty similar with that sort of running game. What, what's your thoughts here, Bruton? Who do you think Who do you think gets chosen for six if, say, Heinz is picked? They're not going to pick Matty Moylan at six, are they? No, definitely not. I think, I think, I think Heinz will get the seven. Um, and then I think it's going to be the six that's going to be in contention between Jerome Luai and Cody Walker. 
Um, I know personally from a footballing perspective of who I like to watch and who offers more, I actually think Cody Walker would be better than Luai um, for that particular combination. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good question, isn't it? you got to think that Matt Burton would be in the mixer as well. And I think yeah. Matt Burton comes onto the bench for sure. He takes Heinz's Agreed. spot, has that versatility. And then if they stick with Luai, which I can't see them going away from him and saying, well, he only plays good with Cleary. So I think they'll go Luai. But if they're not liking the look of things, they'll switch Burton in pretty early doors would be my, yeah, trying to get inside Fittler's head. That's a... Um, mm complex riddle yeah and it, and it, like if it's going to go combinations well it's a scary thought if you're a new south wales fan it sort of makes a mockery of the whole combination theory then doesn't it you know that's why they've picked certain players they said well to be fair i heard brandy talking about it and he said it's a factor it's not a sole factor it is a factor so mm-hmm. it just won't be the major part i'd imagine so yeah Obviously, you've got to fit players that's playing style uh, meshes, I suppose. And, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just can't see a world where Luai and, and Hines play in the, in the same halves together. But who actually knows? It could be exactly what happens. And it could work. Who knows? Uh, we'll get into our duds for the night. So, Rich, you had Joey Manu, who has had a bit of a dud season, really. Yeah. It, it, it almost looks like he's not, I don't want to say he's not interested, but he's not getting involved in the game. And I don't know whether that's a Roosters gameplay style or whether he's just still pining to play fullback. So it'll be interesting when Teddy's gone in two rounds time, if Manu gets that position, which I think he will, and whether then he just lights up. Uh, it wasn't a complete... <laughs> He had six tackle busts. Normally you'd go, well, that's pretty good. Ran for 100 metres. Um, but, yeah, somehow scores 28. You know, three missed tackles and just not a lot else in the attacking side. He, he He's not really a six, is he? There's no linking with other players. He just darts across sideways and hopes someone sort of runs and occasionally he passes it and other times he gets tackled. Yeah, he hasn't actually looked... Like, in other years, when he's played six, he's looked... Good, but I don't know. The the like we've said a billion times, the the chooks just don't look on at the moment, and I don't really know what the story is there. So mm. uh, um, maybe it'd be better suited playing fullback, but he's not going to do that while Cleary's there. Uh, Brenton, you had an interesting one this week. You had Jackie Whiten. Yeah, he's a bit of a pod play for a few people. He was only owned by about two point four percent. Um, including my wife's team. So she was adamant on buying him as soon as he said, I'm not playing rep footy. Uh, you know, playing two of the three major buy rounds would average that 45. And I think she got him for about 540K. Um, so th- there was some upside, I guess. But um, in that game, Raiders dominated that game for 65 minutes. And I felt White should have had so much more involvement. Um his return was 21 tackles with seven misses, and so they basically negated his entire defence stats. Um, he also only ran for 47 metres and kicked for 128. So not even the base stats there for his running game and not even taking any any general play kicking. In the last four games, he's gotten a total of three tackle breaks. He used to average about four to five a game, three in four games. It's absolutely piss poor. 
um, for the 2.4% of coaches, including my wife, cut your losses, sell, sell, sell. Where, where's your wife? Probably, probably got to hold on for one more week. They plan, they plan oh, us gosh. next week, and it's uh, the three hundredth of Croker. You'd imagine if, yeah, yeah mate, I, maybe. I'm worried. But mate, he's only gotten th- three of his last five scores have been below thirty, and his highest one has been a forty. So even against good teams, bad teams, whoever, he's just not performing. Fog- Fogarty's taking so much more off him. And especially with him going to the Rabbitohs, you know, maybe his mind's not on it as much. Cat, hold for one more week, and then if he scores fifty, just say "told you so," and then sell him. To to be fair, Jay Warrior, she did loop him, so he was eighteenth man. (laughs) So she listened to your advice. You finally taught her how to loop. That's good. I I taught her ages ago. She just (laughs) chose not to remember. What's your wife's rank, Brenton? Uh, she was about 8,000. Um, there was a stage she was in the top 3,000, but she didn't have a very good round 13. Um, I think she only got in the 500s or something like that in a score, um, yeah. and that dropped her so far back. So she's about 8,000, I think, but I haven't I haven't asked her how she's going this week. You guys are not talking or something after the widen comments? or What? No, yeah. I, I, I did warn her that I was going to give her a shout-out, but I was also going to bring her down a little bit, so... Because she got she she got Bateman, so you know, oh, nice. com- combined score of one hundred and eight, I think it was. So average of fifty four for her two trades. That's not too bad. Couch. So I slept on it last night, so that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've I've gone a bit of a cheeky one this week with my dud, and I've gone Nathan Cleary because it's burnt me very badly this week. Uh, so and his and it was looking really good as well. So, he went off injured in the 17th minute and he was on 18 fantasy points. So he had already had one try assist and 20 run meters, 58 kick meters and went off with a busted hemi. So that is this week's dud. I don't, it's, it's really heartbreaking. I was, I went into Sunday at about 500. And now I'm sitting 1150. So, yeah, I think. Um, do you have both, Shooter? Do you have Hines yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. So, did you have Hines in Magic Round? Yeah, I've had him since pretty so much. So, did you captain Hines at Magic Round? Oh, what round was that? That's when he got thirty nine, and round all 10. the chirpy Cleary owners were all over us. And so, I've got yeah, two I words guess. to say to all those chirpy Cleary owners that were giving it to us when we, he only got thirty nine. And that's suck it because, uh, yeah, that hurt that week. And so this is your time to feel the pain. And then you're going to get a big financial cost to trade them out. So it's never like it, you never wish injuries on players um, and it hurts. But um, it is quite fun when you dodge bullets. Um, yeah. I'll sorry sorry if you lost, Judah. I will just jump in and say he's only due to lose about 30 grand. Because he clearly he got 106 the round before, so it's not a massive financial loss, and you'll be able to replace him with whoever you need to. It's just a pain in the ass that you got to trade the best player in fantasy. Yeah, we were talking. Um, I was talking with a couple of mates uh, today, and we were saying that if you wound back the clock a couple of seasons and said, "Oh, my captain got 62," you'd go, oh, "I'm I'm pretty happy with that," but when it's You've got Hines and Cleary in the game these days. You, you get nervous going, oh, he only got 62, thinking <laughs> I'm going to lose ground to Cleary. So uh, it was nervous time. So 
Yeah, it's a nice bonus. 62 now looks pretty golden. Yeah, the, the worst part is I caught Hines as low score in round 10 as captain. I've, yeah. I've had terrible captain choices this year. So, yeah, That's the week I brought him in and I captained him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, went against my theory of never captain a traded in player and, yeah, burnt me by about 60 points. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway. with Cleary being injured, it makes things interesting fantasy-wise anyway. So mm. uh, we've got a couple of more questions. There's not too many in the comments tonight. Host the Ghost, worth holding on to now to save a trade? 36 and more game time coming. I'm guessing 36. He scored 30. I traded him this week because I needed a backup hooker. Is that what he scored this week, 36? I yep. haven't seen. Yep. Which isn't too bad, really. What's your it's thoughts? A pass right on the bottom end of a pass mark, isn't it? So mm. you're probably going to hold it. And, yeah, I think people are now starting to go, you know, at the start of the season, people are going, well, he didn't get 50, I'm trading him. Now as the trades start diminishing, you're like, uh, yeah, I'll cop a 36 and jog on. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I would have kept him if Jeremy Marshall King was going to play last night. I would have only made the one trade this week, and I would have kept host. So, um, has he got Jewel? No, nah, he's only oh, mid. Ah, uh, Edge, sorry, uh, Edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. could probably flick him because there's going to be Finu's going to be a popular pickup next week, so it could be a straight swap. And I've just stolen the next question from Kieran Tolle, <laughs> who says thinking of doing Kartoa to Finu. Cleary to Hines, Lukey to Bateman, or IPAP, although seven trades after that is scary. Your thoughts, Shooter? Ah, seven trades isn't scary, man. <laughs> no, you get you get another like, we get another eight after round twenty, you'll be fine. Uh I I still don't know the like Finu might be an okay cash out, but I'm not seeing too much that I like there at the moment. Brenton yeah. might have other things. Yeah, so funny enough, Kieran's trades, are, well, the first trade and the third trade are exactly the trades I was looking at before the Cleary news. Um, it was going to leave me, well, if updates were kind, that would leave me four grand. Um, so I really liked those trades. However, yeah, the Cleary spanner in the works. So I actually like these three trades. Seven trades after it means he's got 10 going into the round, um, which is, I think, a par score. Uh, for trades remaining. So I actually think he pulls the trigger on these three. I am. Well, where are you ranked at the moment? Top 10. Brenton's top 10, so. Yeah. Eighth at the moment, and a lot of people have Cleary as captain, so I'm hoping to leapfrog him. So. Do do you think Kerry might be a bit early to jump out on Lukey, or? No, I think Lukey, I I had him penciled in to trade at round 18, after the Tigers had had their bye. However, those minutes that, like, he scored well, but his minutes just scare me now that Jeremiah Nanai is back and that Luciano Lelou is back. I think they're just sharing it too much. Um, not enough mouths to feed. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I think he just has to go that little bit earlier. He's got the bye next week as well, so bring yourself in a gun player and get a gun score from now. Yeah. Okay. Lolo's due back. He'll be back after the bye as well, so there's another mouth to feed. Yeah, I think it's just a byproduct. They're very edge-heavy, aren't they? Mm. Uh, Chris Walker, would you trade in Hines for Cleary, even with him missing a couple of games? I personally wouldn't. I don't know. At this point in time around Origin, it's probably a very risky thing to do at the moment. 
What's your thoughts, yeah. Rich? Yeah, I can I can see why you want to do that because then you've got a captaincy option and it probably you could justify it because then you've also spent your money and you're not going to blow it. So the problem is you could go, well, I'm going to go Moses because Moses has better buy scheduling and we'll play an extra game or two. However, the problem being there is that you're never going to have Hines or Cleary probably because you, you've spent your money and you won't want to um, change. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't hate it. I think it's going to be popular with Hines playing this week. I think a few people will do it, even though he's missing those games. Yep, agree. Uh, Bernard, we're thinking Telekai going to improve. I'm just saying, are we thinking Telekai is going to improve and just finding feet after getting back from injury? Brenton, what are your thoughts here? I know, I know, we've discussed with, discussed this with TK in the group chat a little bit. Yeah, I'd be a little bit worried about Talakai. I thought I thought he'd be a decent pickup uh, for the move sideways to Jack Bird uh, from Jack Bird. Sorry, but he he just he didn't look himself. He he kept on going down and being a bit staticky. I I know that wasn't much. I was impressed with him from it. Um, if Bernard has him, I would potentially consider holding him at least through those major buy rounds just to see how he goes. I don't think he'll lose too much cash. Um, but if you're thinking about bringing him in, I wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, because that was he got 33 with a try, which was a decent it, try. Isn't that great when big run meters in that try too? Yeah, it's not that great when you got someone like Talakai only getting 33 of the try with the amount of tackles he normally breaks and whatnot. But uh, shooter, I believe Chris is one of your friends. Uh, your shooter, I'm I'm Jay Warren. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this is a bit fresh from old old uh, Borrell because did yeah. he watch the Origin on Wednesday? Yeah, I don't know. He's not the smartest bloke, and he is a New South Wales supporter, so I think he's just trying to stir trouble. Because oh, yeah. yeah, Val, I didn't think had played himself out of it. The only way that Val would play himself out of the Queensland squad was if um, New South Wales picked Stafford Toa. <laughs> he should be in there. He's good. He's good, uh, uh, Val. <laughs> uh, if, people, if people have D Brown, this is from Mark Roberts, another question, uh, should they trade now? Don't have him myself, but just asking for others. Uh, well, we don't know what's going to happen there. We don't. It's all speculation at the moment, so... Can't really comment too much on that. I would probably avoid for now and and wait, see what happens, really. Can't speculate, so who knows? Any news on JMK? Luckily, I had Boyd and Turpin to cover, but just wondering. Another question from Kieran Patole. Does anyone know what uh, Jeremy Marshall King's injury was? I, I haven't seen anything myself. Uh, I can't remember what the injury was, but I know NRL Physio um, came back out and basically saying high chance that he will play next week. Uh, so it must oh, have been yeah. like some form of aggravation, and he'll be right next week, apparently. But bit sore, yeah. Nice. I don't think I could cop another another trade there. So <laughs> if you've got him, hold him for now. 
Alex McKinnon, this Cleary injury was a blessing in disguise. I didn't have a half for round 16 and couldn't grab one while holding Hines, Cleary and SJ. But now I can go Moses Brown, assuming no stand down. Thoughts? I think, uh, it's a, it's a, I think it's a bit rich of Alex McKinnon wishing an injury on someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess he's just going to... I think uh, Brenton said it earlier uh, in our chat just that that's going to be the most common trade this week. Uh, Cleary to Moses with Moses' great buy schedule and um, playing really well. So I think it is going to be popular. You're going just, to um, just having a quick look at Mitchell <laughs> Moses there, boys. Um, he's actually only got a break even of 46 at a price tag over 800 grand. Um, last two scores of 70, and before that was a 29 that'll go off his three-rolling average. Um, so I think there's actually almost money to be made from Mitch Moses if he can continue it. So if you're worried about tr trading someone in to just then trade them out to get Cleary back, I think Moses will probably be your option. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Dom, so another Cleary question. Cleary to Moses will be the highest... Well, it's more of a statement here, isn't it? Will be highest percentage trade of the week, especially if the Dylan Brown saga is set to drag on. Not a good look for Dillbags. We can't really comment on that. Oh. And that's all for the questions at the moment. <laughs> Kyle's just, <laughs> can you see <laughs> talk up another half and not my pod, Moses? What is what is bleep out the word? Can you guys talk up another half? And not my pod Moses. There's not there's not a really hell of a lot of halves going around, is there? Well, there's lots of halves. There's two in each team, but <laughs> if you if you want, if you want a good one, nothing gets past you, shooter. Yeah. <laughs> Could talk yeah. up uh, Jamal Fogarty as a pot pod if you want. He did yeah, all right. That, that'll, he that he would, was uh, looking good too, wasn't he? And um, real good. But he he was goal kicking this week. That'll go back. He got two tries. Yeah. Yeah. Two tries, but they were off his own kick, so there's no try assist, no line breaks. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you're right, goal kicking, but Croker's back, so could regress to that low 50s. But still, he's only priced at the low 600s. So if yeah. you want to talk about another half, Kyle, we'll talk about Jamal Fogarty, not Jack Whiten. Luke Bird. Ah, Luke Bird. Luke, Luke Brooks. The gun. Yeah. Actually, Brandon Wakeham's also someone that people could look at for a bit of value. What, what's he, he averaging a, at the moment? Uh, I think since he's been starting there, he's been about 47. He's priced in the low 500s, goal kicking. And he's he's running the attack down the right side with uh, Johnny Bateman, Toa, and Nofaluma. Mm. So, so good value the there too. Though. Yeah, I know. It's, so does Bateman, and everyone's talking about bringing him in. So. That's because he has to do a lot of tackling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. We're getting a few questions about the Dylan Brooks uh, saga in the comments, but we, you can't speculate what's going to happen. So I'll just wait for Teamless Tuesday and go from there. Someone will put out a statement. I assume you'll miss some games until things are sorted out, and we'll go from there. But yes. who knows? Someone, someone also asked a question whether uh, MILF would be an option, and I know you're quite hot on the MILF. On, oh, sorry. Sorry, not Milford. Yeah, you were hot on a different one. But um, <laughs> but uh, Milford's out for three to four weeks, I think I heard today. Oh. So he's yeah. no longer an option. So does that 
uh, mean Kartawa becomes more of a hold? What do you think? Uh, I think it depends on how many trades you've got, to be honest. I held him this week, um, resisting the urge to trade him to Oluapu, uh, just for the pure fact that we have all got too many halves. Um, and I needed some different cover for round 16. So he's not the worst hold in the world, especially now with Milford going out. Uh, Nikarima, I think, will go back to six, Hammer at one, um, and Katoa will pick up some of those general kick meters. So I think he can average in the mid-30s, might make you a little bit of money, um, but he'll still be a decent scorer, a decent 18th man. Yeah. Oh, like, I've got seven players at the... Well, it'll be six now that Cleary's gone. They can play half. I need to get, get rid of a couple. Um, we'll chat a bit of footy now, shall we, boys? We won't just talk the Warriors game though, because we've got a doggies fan on the doggies fan on the pod. So, Brenton, what did you think of that doggies game? Was a bit heartbreaking for you guys? Yeah, a little bit. Um, but I've also been used to disappointment, as my wife likes to keep reminding me about the football team that I follow. Um, I thought you were talking about how she's used to disappointment. Yeah, no, that, that, that too, mate. That too. But at least we get what Brenton we want. also went off pretty early in the chat. Another thing that Kat complained I about. Oh, I did, mate. I and it's uh, there was another chat I was in that every time I get lippy about my team actually doing good, they just shit the bed every time. So um, that that break that Luke Keary made to get them on the ball with Tedesco, um, oh, that was I was just like, it, this is where it starts, and then they they back it up straight away. Um, I, I thought they competed pretty hard, um, and that's something that hasn't been there for the last few years. Um, so I think Seraldo is building something there. Um, you know, ro- Roosters weren't great, neither were the Bulldogs. There was the, the completion rate at the start was really good. I think the first, was it 20 or 22 sets? It was 100, 100% both teams. Um, so it was it was good, clean footy. Um I don't know about that last pass from Hayes Perrin that put away Avarillo, but they called it forward. Could have been my Bulldogs' eyes, but I thought it was flat, and that could have won it for us. But, no, just another one that goes down where we just lose. Yeah. It must be, uh, like, encouraging. The Bulldogs have, like, had lots of those games this year, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's the worst where you just lose by, like, I don't know, like, four to one point, yeah. really. One but, to but four the- points. The, the thing is, it's it's also really encouraging because those games last year or the year before under Barrett, we'd lose by 30. Like, we'd let in a couple of tries and all of a sudden we just fall apart. And now there's actually a, an element of resilience and I think an element of professionalism with the guys that they've brought in, especially Reid Marnie, um, even though the, that poor bastard went off. Um, but, yeah, I think it's building for something um, in the next couple of years. So I've got faith in it. And as long as we're playing well, the results will come eventually. I love how we bring Brenton on here to talk about the uh, talk about his team, and he could just be talking about the Warriors, like it's the exact stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, they're Very a lot true. more resilient. They're playing pretty good. They're building, but yeah, you're just, you're just winning <laughs> games at least. Yeah, who, who do you think got the better? Who got the better Panthers assistant, Brenton? <sighs> well, right now it's saying Webster, isn't it, for for this particular year? Um, but I also think they're two very different squads of what they're trying to do. Um, yeah, uh, you also got to take into account the injuries that the dogs had um, from the very start and combinations we're trying to build. Um, just so many players lost. So I think it's too early to tell. But, mate, I actually I really rate both coaches, to be honest. What Webster's doing right now and what he's done with SJ is just phenomenal. 
Um, what he's done with Chance as well, reinvigorated him. I think he's done great. Adam Fanua Blake, he's been someone else who we haven't seen the best of, I don't think, for the last couple of years, and now he's absolutely killing it. Um, so he's doing well with what, the superstars that he's got. I think once Seraldo gets those superstars and fills his combinations, I think they'll both be in the same boat and both teams will be co- constant top eight teams. Yeah. I think they're both – I can't I can't really speak for the doggies, but for the Warriors, the biggest thing is the culture. So I think that's – I think Rich can agree there. The culture seems to be on the up and that's always a positive we, uh, thing. We might not have to worry about combinations because Luai's just done an ankle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? I yeah, think so Jacob Little be... went off for a HIA before as well. <laughs> Carnage. So Carnage. So uh, would... yeah. Luke Metcalf could be the number six for New South Wales. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss the Warriors game quickly here, Jay Warrior. How did you watch it? Uh, yeah, I watched the first half. I was actually at the golf club. I'd just finished my round of golf, and I was just having a, uh, a quick beer, and so I just had it up on my phone. And it just shows, like, when we think of golf, we think in the South Island, white, pale, male, stale. But they were flocking around the phone to see what was going (laughs) on. So uh, it was pretty good. So, yeah, just watched the start there, whipped home and watched the rest. And it was just awesome to see, like, the crowd was into it. There was atmosphere. The boys were bouncing off it. Uh, I think having a few players back this week really sort of added a little bit there. How good um, was Mitchie Barnett first yeah. game back? Yeah, he really added some starch. And um, next week, Dylan Walker should be back from his toe injury. Um, Jazz isn't far away. And when we're 1-17, to 17, I, I'm pretty confident we can do some pretty good stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was just awesome to see. And I was, I was saying to you guys earlier that with um, – I actually hit the ball pretty long and straight yesterday at the, at the golf course, and uh, I, I felt like going home and just writing down every mechanic that it felt like I was doing, and I feel it's exact same for SJ and the Warriors, is to say, this is our blueprint. The Ford set a pretty good platform, and then SJ runs off the back of it, and that's the secret to the Warriors' success, and I loved how Metcalf sort of played his role better this week. He didn't look to force any plays he took what was given to him rather than going and forcing the play so that was pretty cool yeah i thought me a car did you watch it Judah? did you have any musicals to go to this week or um <laughs> no, I didn't. No, no i still watched the warriors after my musical last week thank you but um no i watched i just watched it at home here it was it was very very good game it was the first half i was like oh like this is gonna be one of those down to the wire games and then second half, they just clicked into another gear and, and ran away with it. I thought Luke, Luke Metcalf was really good. Adam Fenua Blake, Tohu. I was, I was listening to a podcast today, with the Buy Round podcast with the Cheese and um, James Graham, and the t- Cheese was talking about how Tohu never just gets out of third gear. He just, like, cruises but just does everything that you want him to do. Tackles for the whole game, tackles and passes, tackles, passes, runs. Um, and that's... That's all he needs to do. He's still having trouble with MCL, I read today. Um, so he's hoping the more game time will strengthen that. But, yeah, I just thought they were really good, and I'm, I'm hopeful. We've been the Canberra Raiders sort of bogey team the last couple of years, um, so I'm hopeful we can get on a bit of a roll and, and pump them next week too. 
Yeah, I, I think you'd be a pretty optimistic Warriors fan to think we're going to win next week. I would say if we can limit the damage, I'll be happy. I just think they're going to be so pumped up. You don't rest Croker to play at home. Full house, they're going to be firing, and we've just got to sort of hold on. But um, one of my favourite all-time Warriors moments was at the Canberra Stadium that time where SJ kicked the two field goals to win it for us. Yeah. So if we're close enough, we're a chance, but we've just got to stay close for as long as possible. You going to say something, Brenton? Yeah, I was going to say, what do you boys think of um, Tohu at the moment with how he's looking on the field? I just, I remember what, I was watching it, and he just looked like he was hobbling all the time, and he was strapped up like a mummy almost on his legs. I um, I don't, I don't even know if he's a, a bring in. If I think he's almost an avoid at the moment. He he's said in his press conference last night that he's still having trouble with his MCL, so it's still okay. quite pain, still quite painful. But he said he's still going to play through it and um, just hopefully that it gets gets stronger. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's pretty I'd, banged up at, at the I'd moment. Be, I'd be worried about bringing him in in fantasy, to be honest. But Yeah, what, well, what a 51 with a banged up toe who's not yeah, too bad. You'll, but, you'll, still, you'll still take it, but you won't bring him in. If you've got him, nah. you hold him. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Have you not got him, Brenton? No. No. The thing, the yeah. thing is with Tohu, you're not, you're not. He's not relying on relying on like explosiveness or anything uh, no. to get it's your just, fantasy points. So he's just sort of going to toil away and like he still made forty tackles, no misses. Um, he had no bung, with a bung MCL. Yeah. So and just, the Warriors completely dominated that second half as well, pretty much true. until like the last five minutes, maybe. So um, he probably didn't have as many tackles to make and. Didn't have to do as much. He got. He actually got a rest. He went off at about seventy-three minutes. So, mm. um, yeah, I'm not too worried there. No. Uh, but before we sign off, boys, what's your round fourteen score looking like at the moment, and what's your rank? Uh, so obviously we've still got twenty minutes to go. I've got two players in the game uh, active, <laughs> and I'm on eight hundred and twenty overall rank, eleven hundred and sixteen. So I've gone up maybe 100 ranks, so hopefully I can just hold on. be nice to see Zach Hosking crash over for a meat pie somehow. Brenton? Yeah, I, I'm right with you, uh, Jay Warrior. I need Hosking to start doing something. Uh, at the moment on 8-16, uh, with three active players playing, because I brought in James Fisher-Harris this week, so hopefully he actually gets back on the field. Um, and rank 7th, so... Um, yeah, just a tiny bit up from last week. Oh, nice humble brag there. Uh, I'm at, I'm 819 currently is my round 14 score. I've got Hoskins and DeBellin and Active, um, and I'm 1135 at the moment. So, Oh, yes, um, I've got you covered then shit this week, Shooter, because I've got the same players and I'm two points ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. So you, me, TK, and Pat are all real close, although... Uh, Word on the street is is that Pat has officially pooed the bed and um, he's had an absolute Barry Crocker this week. Yeah. So he brought in a Sarko. That was great. Last Sarko, week. Your Sarko he's call was great. Massive win. Yeah. Yeah, he's going good, isn't he? Like, hmm. It's hard with those players that you think oh, they haven't done anything and then he's just been so consistent throughout the year. So, um, yeah. 
well, we'll be back next Sunday for another Sunday with the Kiwis. And I hope you guys enjoy your week and the carnage doesn't hit you too hard. And thanks for coming on, Brenton. It's good having you. Yeah, no worries, mate. Thanks for having me. Cheers, man. Yeah, Joe right. Warrior, have a good week, mate. Yep, Team Fanta Pants. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, boys.